This episode is brought to you by The Hartford, a leading provider of employee benefits and income protection products that is dedicated to standing behind U.S. workers to help them pursue their goals and get through tough times. For more information about The Hartford, visit thehartford.com slash employee benefits. We've also got a link in our show notes. I'm Nora McInerney, and not everything is going to be okay. You know that, I know that. There are things in this world that will never be okay. Tragedies that shock and confound and change the world around us. Secret betrayals that shake our inner sense of order and safety. Everything happens to other people until you are other people. It was October when my boyfriend was taken to the hospital for a seizure at work and November when he finally left. He had had an emergency craniotomy to remove the brain tumor that had been growing inside of his big, beautiful head. There had been no signs. Sure, he had some headaches, but didn't all of us soft-handed advertising kids who spent their days in the glow of our monitors? The hospital was in the middle of our city, between where he and I lived together in a tiny little house on a busy street where people often left their beer bottles and coffee cups on our front steps, and where I had grown up on a quiet, leafy street just a few blocks from one of the more beautiful lakes in the city of Minneapolis. Aside from being born myself, I'd never been inside of a hospital until my mother dropped me off at the emergency room door in the middle of a workday leaned over me to open the passenger side door and told me to go in there and be a woman. I was not a woman. I was a little girl of just 27 years old, which at the time really felt more like 17 or seven. I was definitely not old enough to answer the many questions the nurses had for me. Definitely not old enough to take Aaron's phone and call his mother, his sister, his aunts, because if he did it, He knew he would cry. To me and him, Aaron seemed fine, but if you have a seizure out of the blue, they'll ask questions. They'll check you out, head to toe. They might even admit you to the hospital, place you in a wheelchair, and wheel you down into a very cold basement to wait in line to get into a machine and take a good look at your insides. That morning, I had left for work earlier than Aaron had. I had stopped at our coffee place, the coffee shop Northeast in Minneapolis, and paid for the cup of coffee I knew Aaron would stop to get in an hour or so. I went to meetings in my office. Aaron went to meetings at his. And in between them, we just sat on Gchat and chatted, just burned company and client time talking about going to Home Depot about how this night would be our very first Halloween together and we would get to hand out candy for the first time as cohabitators. It's hard to talk about falling in love or being in love without just falling into a bunch of cliches, but guess what? Sometimes the cliches are true. Sometimes you find a person and everything is easy and fun and you spend an entire year feeling like you fell into a Taylor Swift album that is only the love songs. Aaron and I had had a year of dates and dinners and movies and driving up north on little day trips and staying up all night talking. We moved in together. On our second date, we talked about how many kids we wanted. 
It was good. Life was good. Everything was going to be fine. That day in October, we had woken up as our normal selves and somehow been catapulted into this alternate reality. I knew when they closed the door to the MRI room and Aaron gave me a thumbs up from the little rocket ship they were strapping him into, that we were entering a before and after situation. Whether or not there was something wrong with him, I, we, would not be the same. It takes a few hours between getting an MRI and finding out what they saw in the MRI. And we were starving. I'd heard hospital food was gross, but I would still like to be offered some. So I asked, and the nurse leaned over and said, oh, just go to McDonald's. I would have loved to just go to McDonald's, but I didn't have a car. My mom dropped me off, and I wasn't going to just leave my boyfriend to go out and get a Big Mac meal, or my personal favorite, before I discovered I had celiac, the two-cheeseburger meal. No, 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 she said. There's a McDonald's here. At the hospital. You heard that right. And, she said, they have twist cones. If you know McDonald's, you know two things. The ice cream machine never works, and the only cones they offer anymore are vanilla, which is bonkers. And who at McDonald's is listening to this right now? And why on earth would you take away twist ice cream from the public who has supported you for so long? Come on. The nurse gave me turn-by-turn directions, and after getting lost for quite a long time, I found it. A hospital McDonald's tucked into a hallway with a reasonable line, and she was right. They had twist cones. A new app called Instagram had just come out, so I took a picture of my cone and of Aaron's cone, and he and I sat in the hospital together and drank Cokes and ate fries and burgers and cones and acted like everything was just fine. And it wasn't. But you know what was? Those twist cones. In the days between that MRI and the brain surgery he would eventually have, we got so many twist cones. For me, for Aaron, for his parents, for his friends. That hospital McDonald's has since closed, which makes me sad even though I get it. You know, I get it. That was probably a weird brand alignment, but I'm also strangely sad about it. On the list of things that are not okay and never will be, I can confidently say brain cancer. I'll go out on a limb and I'll say it. I'll say what most people want. I'll say what a lot of people won't dare to. I don't like cancer. I don't like brain cancer either. Brain tumors of any kind, really. Any of it. Dying young, not okay. But if you have to face any of those things, a twist cone doesn't hurt. Unless you are lactose intolerant or vegan, in which case you're just, you're going to need to get a different treat. Because the okay thing is the treat in an unexpected place at an unexpected time. God bless you and rest in peace, Hospital McDonald's.
I'm Nora McInerney, and this is It's Going to Be Okay. Every day we bring you a new okay thing about the world around us. That okay thing is very different every single day, and I know it's different for you than it is for me. One of our favorite things about making this show is including your okay things in it. There's a few ways that you can do that. You can call us at 612-568-4441. You can record a voice memo into your phone and email it to us. Our email address is in the show description. You can just type up an email and we'll read it for you. A little note, if you're going to call us or send a voice memo, don't use AirPods. They look so good, but the audio is so bad and it makes us sad. It's Going to Be Okay is a production of Feelings & Co. This is an independent podcast. We are a little band of indie podcasters. I don't know why I became what I don't even know what that accent was or what I was trying to do. We are an independent podcast company. If you like this episode, share it with someone. Press the little button that indicates you would share it and send it to someone you like, someone you hate, someone you feel ambivalent about. Um, You can rate and review us, or you can just be here again tomorrow when we bring you another okay thing. This episode of It's Going to Be Okay was brought to you by The Hartford. Employee benefits have always been hard to understand. They're even tough for employers to explain, which just makes it worse for people like you and me. The Hartford knows there's a better way. They're a leading group benefits provider that's using familiar language to get straight to the point when it comes to the benefits they offer. Because if your benefits sound confusing, who's going to know how to actually use them? Learn more at thehartford.com slash benefits.